0: Fans, it is Friday here on eighty nine one K H O L, and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host Massey Zeman, as always, Graham Trainer, and circling back down over to my right is Dawson Smith.
1: Oh, is that my cue to go?
0: I I gave you the 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 whole point. I pointed at you. I pointed at the camera, and Dawson Smith hey. is in studio to bring us the expertise that is dawson smith uh yes yes <laughs> <Was> expert <that>? <laughs> extraordinaire <laughs> i just i went ahead and put that label on you um dawson you, i'm it sorry sky- trainer
1: no um, it was a sky pick sky pickup that was a bummer i had a I had all i want to drink your beer i had that all queued up i was ready for a good intro and it's just the show's just you know we're just gonna have to Fight backwards now.
0: Yeah, we're moving on. We're moving on without you, Trainer. We're
1: moving <laughs> on without your Halloween jokes. Close the computer. I'm out.
0: All right, uh, Trainer, I know you love Halloween. Go ahead. Spill the beans. What are you, what are you being for Halloween?
1: <laughs> what am I being for Halloween? i hmm. an optimistic Cowboys fan.
0: All right. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, like- I don't know. I don't have much yet.
0: Okay. Well, I just like your Cowboys fandom more than any other Cowboys fan that I've met. Is that does that make sense?
1: Yeah, like a, like a nice, um, self-deprecating, dry, uh, self-aware. Self-aware is probably
0: the word there. That you yeah. you realize that you at certain points during your fandom that you've wanted to burn the whole thing down and start over, whereas no other cowboy fan thinks anything but the Super Bowl going into the season.
1: Well, I think I think the I think I can or I attribute that to being a UVA fan has always humbled me. If I was a Cowboys fan and I was also a Texas fan, oh boy. that'd be a problem. But I'm a Cowboys UVA fan. That always keeps me in check.
0: Okay. Mm. That's good. Mm. <laughs> that's pretty That's pretty good. It is worth mentioning, Dawson and I are headed down to Provo, Utah this weekend yeah. to mm-hmm. see UVA take on BYU. And that is a sneaky, fun game because UVA football right now is electric offensively.
2: Yeah.
1: Right
2: of right in, I'm, yep
0: massey and i are in we're in our boats dawson are uh dawson's taking down both kids and wife
2: yeah we got some groms at the game we'll have um sheesh a one-year-old two-year-old three-year-old and four-year-old at the game
0: who the one and two-year-old didn't sign up for this a lot of ways
2: rob 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 uva alum
0: the the coffee
2: everyone go the coffee the coffee
0: baron of (laughs) of, uh, jackson of
2: jackson Everyone go to Cowboy kids, Coffee.
1: Leaving the kids with Massey at the hotel room?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I like that Yeah, idea. Massey's
2: gonna have to watch on CBS Sports Network late night.
0: Uh I can handle that.
1: can I, can I put in a, a can I put in a good word to dress Ward up as Brendan Armstrong? Like two diamond earrings, kinda like the, <laughs> the like do little, do little frost frosted tips on him.
2: Yeah, we well, uh, well yeah, don't know if I can commit to dyeing his hair ginger.
0: Oh, uh, you could get some permanent marker and just write ro- all over his arm and and whatever sleeve tattoo that Brennan has. Yeah,
2: yeah that'd be sweet. He's got a
1: GPA jersey sitting at home somewhere.
0: Oh
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's got his hat ready to go. Um <laughs> he's, He just has basketball jerseys though or shirts, so um you know we're 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 trying to convert him to a football fan as well, but he's a Georgia Bulldogs football fan. You Anyways. think
0: uh, <laughs> you think you'll have some some guys selling UVA merch out there in the parking lot out of the back of his uh, trunk or something?
2: I don't know what to expect with the uh, tailgate scene in Provo, Massey.
0: That's a great point. Should we, should, we give, should we give about a minute and a half discussion about what the hell are we going to find in Provo, Utah? They're going to be playing like seven on seven in the parking lot, being like, yo, dude, this is how I get stoked for the late games. We just play our intramural, then we walk across the street and chug about 19 Dr. Peppers and go into the game.
2: Yeah, caffeine-free Pepsis. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, it. I'm almost more nervous going in there than any stadium in America because it's going to be a bunch of sober people. And And those fans are crazy. Crazy fans that are also sober, those are the true crazies.
0: Yeah, that's that's what you got to watch out for there.
1: In the Lord's hand.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Oh, boy. (laughs) I mean, Death Valley
2: and Baton Rouge, like, those guys are crazy.
0: But they at least understand what's going on. (laughs)
2: But they're just crazy because they're – drunk
0: (laughs) and cajun (laughs) Cajun. they have been around drunk Cajuns. they are (laughs) a a different breed just crazy
2: in a good way not saying crazy's bad but um sober crazy is a different kind of crazy
0: that's actual like the the fanatics is short for fanatical oh boy how did Mm. i did i they actually define themselves as fanatical people being like yeah not only like we we love we love uh, our university and our football team and we hate anything we we hate all of sin so you can't do that around our football team
2: anyway no it's gonna be interesting it, it, we won't be seeing the kind of tailgating we know and love um so i, I guess we're just gonna wait till like a little bit before game time and then just walk over there and go in the game
0: yeah it's kind of what it feels like <laughs> I've, i know there's three bars that i need to uh, go to oh and uh we're you probably have to order food with every drink you have so we're gonna have like three dozen nachos on the table just untouched so just make sure ward brings his appetite i'm just be feeding him nachos (laughs) for like all afternoon Oh, we got to get him ready just be like eat these pretzels kid you'll you'll thank me later let's get into it and before we huddle up should we talk a little bit of bravo's baseball
1: bravo or baseball
2: braves we should watch talk world series but yeah there's going to be a definite bravos bias here
0: okay well if you're going to bring it up in the huddle maybe we'll we'll get it to there so we don't duplicate our takes but so i'm getting the feeling that we should go ahead and huddle up sure
1: yeah we're probably you're probably cutting and pasting dawson's good news if i had to predict something okay so
0: the huddle this the huddle we do it every week is the good news of the week the critical number of the week something you are stuck on Quote slash question of the week. Graham, I will kick it to you for your good news.
1: Uh, mine is early season NBA drama. It's been been exciting to get back into the season with a bang. The Lakers, they stink. They're too old. Dwight and AD got into it like a week ago. Russ tried to murder everybody on the Thunder. His old team last night, he got booed <laughs> by his old fans. LeBron versus rest. We're already doing LeBron versus rest. It's October. Mm. Ben Simmons saga. Do you love him or do you hate him? Joel Embiid, pick one. And then James Harden blows now because of the new rules where he's not getting every foul call, jump, jumping into people and drawing completely BS fouls.
0: Yes. Let me add on to that James Harden because James Harden has always said he has to play the game in a unique way in order to be successful. And now the game has changed almost strictly because of him and how egregious some of those fouls were being called and like how how stupid they were. And now he has to morph again. So I, I cannot wait to see how James Harden morphs his game in order to be a relevant – and I'm talking an even relevant NBA player who supposedly is on the most electric offense in the East. So good luck, James.
2: Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. He can still shoot, though, right? Kind of. Um, I saw LeBron – I you, I didn't hear you mention LeBron um, stepping in front of one of the Lakers coaches to coach up another Lakers player. Did you see
1: that video? Oh, man, there's just too much to keep up with. I didn't even know that. Yeah, happened. it
2: was great. There was like a Lakers bench coach, I believe, player came off the court at a break. He was like, you know, telling him some fun. It looked like fundamental speak. And LeBron just like took it over and like pushed the coach aside. <laughs> I'm kind of like that coach is probably. Ooh,
0: he's probably. I cannot wait for someone else to come and be like, "Hey, do you want to go coach for the Timberwolves?" To be like,
2: "Yes, yes, <laughs> gonna get, get me away we have, from we LeBron." Haven't even,
0: we haven't even talked contract. I'm sorry. I'm on the. I'm on the plane. <laughs> I'm gonna lose you. I'm gonna lose you. Uh, I'll be there in three hours. Dawson, you're, like, go ahead.
1: Yeah, no, I was gonna say they'd be like Bill O'Brien trying to like tell Nick Saban how the offense works. Yeah, Just, he's like, like I'm sip, gonna hand the ball sun.
0: off. sit sit down son i'll tell you when to speak dawson your good news of the week uh yeah uh
2: well like yeah i i'm excited for a couple of reasons i'll start this way first and foremost it's just sports season um yes yes
0: that was this is the best
2: you know it's like the best time of year i mean we got the world series going on that's my segue so I'm, i'm doing a bad way of segueing into that but um it's just sports season but more special the most special really beginning of sports season, which really kicks off with the NBA in a weird way. Cause you kind of have the end of baseball start NBA, but you're in the midst of football. So you got all three and of course, hockey, um,
0: and, right. Hockey. Of yeah, course, yeah, of course, Doc, course,
2: yeah. uh, CONCACAF has been great. Um, so got, the,
1: got the rashers,
2: but, uh, yeah, I mean, first times Braves have been in the world series in 22 years. Let's talk about Ooh. it. Where were you the last time the Braves in the world series? Dude, I don't remember. <laughs> I was, uh, put was, a, put a number on it. 15. Okay, I was 15, so I first became a Braves fan that I remember when I was seven in '91, um, which was kind of the start of the run for the Braves. Sure. Um, so, anyways, I've got some critical numbers, some things I'm stuck on as well that we'll get to later in the huddle. But anyways, it's exciting. The Braves are back. Yes. Uh, it's been a long road to hoe. Uh, road to hoe, not a road to hoe. Do you notice how sometimes people say road to hoe? It's like when have you ro- hoe a road?
0: Um, I've honestly not Never. heard of either version of what you just said. You hoe rows. It's a oh. gardening Wait. term. Oh, oh, row, y-
2: y- a row. And anyways, um. I got you. I'm there. <laughs> I'm there. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm stoked. I'm stoked.
1: Braves are doing it. As you it. should be,
0: dude. Oh. Uh,
1: like a garden hoe. A yeah, garden hoe. Thank precisely. You.
0: Yes, the Braves are back in the oh, World yeah. Series. They're playing the Astros. I think the Astros, and Grant, back me up with this, most hateable team ever in the MLB? Last 10 years? Last 20 years? Uh,
1: yeah, since the Yankees can't really get past the wild card round, the Astros and their cheating four years ago, they've definitely taken the cake. So yeah. there's nobody that's not on the Braves bandwagon. I think, I mean, even some Houston fans, like I meet some Houston fans down here, I will bump into them. They they turn that hat backwards pretty quickly. They're embarrassed. They're just, they're just oh, very sure. shameful. For sure. They beat um, themselves.
2: Yeah, very hateable. I like that you brought the Yankees up. That win that the Braves had on Tuesday night was the first – the Braves had lost eight consecutive World Series games. You might ask, yeah. how does a team pull that off? Yes. Well, they got swept in 99 by the Yankees. Mm. And in 96, they were up 2-0 and then lost four straight. So, Boom. They lost eight games in a row in the World Series, but they broke that streak on Tuesday. That
0: that feels good. I was getting a little Uh, worried when they won on Tuesday. That I was like, wait a minute. If they sweep the Astros, it'll be Saturday night for the clinching game and Dawson will be stuck. In Lavelle Edwards Stadiums in Provo, Utah. Yeah, checking the score on his phone.
2: Yeah, frankly, the weekend's not really working out for my Braves watching, but I'm just gonna f- go with the flow.
0: You're a good, <laughs> you're a good sport on this. My good news of the week: I have a couple. Uh, we're talking about sports and how it's getting great yep. for sports season. Twelve days till college basketball tips off. In particular, the Who's opened up with Navy in Charlottesville. Um, I just learned my better good news of the week. Mark Ingram is re-signed with the Saints. Oh, nice! He's coming back to New Orleans. He's
1: going home. Hey. Till was he in Houston?
0: He was in Houston. Uh, yeah, they still cool. have Philip Lindsay down there and yeah. and David Johnson, but yeah. yeah. At least Mark Ingram can walk into the building and know where everything is. <laughs> knows his coach he's like okay all of this all of this makes sense to me and he just brings hype we've talked to morgan cox when he was on the ravens and mark ingram and trainer he might elaborate on this he brings a lot of hype to the, to the locker room
1: yeah he was like lamar's hype man he was what did he say big trust he called him big trust when he, he was like and it's great to see kamara or yeah kamara kamara he's stoked to have it's like a running back a veteran running back coming in and Kamara's just like great i don't have to like be the entire offense like he was on Monday and, get, and break him down. He's excited to have Ingram back. Usually, you know, you'd see a guy come in, try to like take reps at your job. You get pissed off. Kamara's like, hell yeah, I got Mark back.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm with that too because I think Kamara is going – is on pace to shatter his all-time carries for this season. I think they used him like 35 times on Monday night, 41.
1: Yeah, he can, yeah break break Michael Thomas' reception record while he's at it. He has – the ball the entire time. So what y'all are telling
2: it. me is, if Mark Ingram was on the Saints last week, I would have beaten Massey in fantasy football.
1: Okay,
0: that's too bad. Yeah, that was really sad. I'm sorry about that. Heartbreaking yeah. loss. Yeah. Graham, what's your critical number of the week?
1: No, you're not. uh Four. Four. As in four-letter words used by Beast Mode Marshawn Lynch on Monday Night Football via the Manning Cast. It was a great time. I'm glad I watched the Manning Cast again. I'm glad they're back. Uh, Peyton wearing a looked like he lost a bet to Eli in the Tennessee uh, throwing musketball game that was great mm-hmm. wearing it over his his plaid shirt but yeah beast mode saying what the uh, what the f and then also <laughs> just dropping the s-bomb and just being completely high eating skittles doesn't know he's on not HBO I, I don't know it was just it was great it was the best 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 episode yet what are the writers gonna think of next did you notice because he taking shots of cognac as well Better than better than succession. Better than any show on television. Uh yeah, I think he was having a little cognac. He was it looked like he was laying down on a bed.
0: <laughs> it did. I love him so much. Did you notice that Peyton Manning started talking about uh scuffing up balls and putting on special sauce on all the balls that he that he threw in the NFL? I no.
1: missed that section. Was yeah, that what Brady was on.
0: I think it should have been, but I think it was, like, right as, right as Brady signed off. Also, it was, like, a little snippet here or there, and it was like, yeah, we had the ball boys, like, do all sorts of stuff to the balls. And I was like, are you that invincible as an NFL, as, a, as, like, an icon, an NFL icon, that you can say these things now and no one cares?
1: Yeah. Yeah, you just wipe it on his forehead, nobody can see it.
0: It's already a pretty shiny forehead. Dawson, your critical number of the week.
2: Uh, Three. Um, All I hear about the national media talking about the Braves and the Houston series Mm-hmm. So all this talk about these great offenses, you know, and these great teams that the Braves are playing, it's kind of like – it's like I'm biased because I'm an Atlanta, Georgia sports fan. I always feel like everybody's always out to get us or doesn't like us or doesn't think we're that good, you know? I I
0: think that's fate or destiny or whatever Uh, it is, what you have cursed in Atlanta.
2: (laughs) But it seems like everyone's like, man, you know, the Braves have some pretty good pitching, but I don't know if they'll be able to stand up to that uh, Houston offense. Well, let me tell you something. All right. The number three, the Braves – Scored the third most runs in all of the National League this year. Mm -hmm. The Braves hit the third most home runs in all of baseball this year. And the Braves had the top three leaders in RBIs in the entire National League this year. Now, if you tell me that is not scoring runs and hitting the ball, I don't know. I mean, then I don't know what you're watching, buddy. (laughs) Because these Bravos can hit. And it's just frustrating because you watch the call, you watch the game, and you hear the national analysts, and it's always a little bit like, you know, these Braves guys, eh, they're okay. But let me tell you about the entire Dodgers lineup and how amazing they are. And it just gets a little old. But I just thought I'd throw some stats out there. Just vouch for my Braves on national media.
1: Yeah, and not to mention, number three, they have the third best. They lost the third best player in baseball halfway through the season in Acuna.
2: Third best? He's, he's better. Up. He's better than, a
1: he's better than- <laughs> I anything. I was, you know, just, you know, Mookie Betts is good. You know, Mike Trout's good. I don't know. Oh funny. yeah, sure, sure,
0: sure. sure. <laughs> no, no.
1: The absolute offense that Dawson
0: took to third best player in it baseball was,
1: was- yeah, that backfired. That backfired. <laughs> I think.
2: I think he was number three in total season WAR for the Braves, even though he missed half the season. Wins above mm-hmm. average. It's a
0: that sounds like a baseball yeah, term. It's
2: a baseball term. Anyway, <laughs> yeah.
0: now, so are you stoked that the Braves won one on the road? Isn't isn't every series determined by the series doesn't start till the uh, the road the road team wins? Do you oh, take totally, solace totally. that at all?
2: Like last night, you know, as a Braves fan, you've seen this play so many times, and and this will. Well, I mean, I guess we're talking critical numbers. I mean, I've been a Braves fan. Since I was born, but essentially the first season I remember is '91. That's 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Right? I haven't actually gone and done the math. The Braves have made the playoffs in either 22 or 23 of those 30 seasons. Right? Pretty, pretty stinking good. Pretty, pretty dang good. Um, with that said, I've seen a lot of losing. Right? We've won one World Series. We've been in the playoffs 22 times in 30 years. We haven't been to the World Series in 22 years. Does that make sense? Does the math add up here? You yeah, see what yeah, I'm yeah, So, anyways, it's, it's we won a game in the World Series, right? So, Braves fans will immediately get disappointed because we lost game two in kind of bad fashion. It was ugly looking. They're like, oh, no. The world is ending. But you got to, like, take step back, pull back a little big bang, bang. Oh, we split in Houston, right? Like, that's, if that's you good. told me that we would split the first two in Houston three months ago to start the World Series, I'd be like, oh, nice. Nice. Right? So, like can't complain i'm pumped all right and
1: everybody everybody's gonna rally behind charlie morton breaking his fibula and still pitching through it that was pretty incredible dude
2: that was incredible yeah that should have been my critical number how big of a loss 16 is charlie Button,
0: morton huge okay I don't know.
2: uh i don't know i mean it's a big loss but what yeah. are you gonna do you gotta battle
0: through it i like it my critical hit. number you ready trainer
1: yeah they just, i said they just gotta hit hit like they've been doing Come well down. there you go
0: Three thousand two hundred and twenty yards, twenty-three touchdowns, six inter- interceptions.
1: Heisman pose.
0: He- He's plus eight thousand Heisman yards. I mean, odds, <laughs> odds, plus eight thousand. If he gets to the Heisman Trophy, they're going to add eight thousand to his to his yard total. My, who am I talking about? None other than Brendan Armstrong for the UVA. It is time that people start looking at Brendan Armstrong. In a, in a top 10 Heisman race sort of way. I'm not saying he is the Heisman, going to be the Heisman winner, but there, there needs to be somewhere on a board of some variety that he is on. That's like, we should probably, we might want to consider him for New York City. Just consider him is what I'm saying. UVA is fourth in the nation in total offense. They are second in passing yards. I think it's time to show some respect for what Bronco Mendenhall is doing there in Charlottesville.
1: There was there was a young man who we love on this show, Morgan Cox and Mark Ingram's ex teammate, who played for a little ACC school called Louisville, who had two or three losses and he won the Heisman. His yes. name was Lamar Jackson. Yes, it can happen. It can happen.
0: Thank you. I just I just wanted to get that off my chest. It was it was building a little bit. Dawson, i are going to see him in person. I think he's climbing up the draft boards a little bit. I've heard some people say that his mechanics are weird. Yeah. But that is kind of getting thrown out the window. That is NFL like old school. Like, well, he doesn't have the proper mechanics. His mechanics are weird, but he has a large volume of throws. Meaning, he doesn't just—he's th- not just a one-trick pony where he makes one read and goes. He can make his way through a couple of reads and have throw b- the ball really all over the field and whatever route that Bronco Mendenhall cooks up. And he—and he looks good doing. He's only a junior. I think, I think we're we're onto something here. Yeah, he's a gamer too. He's got heart. And he's big You know what else I heard yeah, about him, which was hilarious. He's got big joints. Has anybody ever heard that as a compliment for for a quarterback or a football player?
1: He's thick with two C's. That's like the new thing for football players. Like Justin Fields, he thick. He got big legs. Like you want that in the NFL, so he doesn't break down.
0: Yeah, for sure. Big joints. I'm gonna I'm gonna start saying that in Man, all my analysis. Plus eight thousand. I
2: mean, a cool a cool fifty bucks. Four grand. Might as well throw it down. Do it.
1: Yeah, it used to be used to be big hands and six two or six three yeah. was the minimum. Now it's just you thick.
0: Oh, nice. <laughs> how many C's? How many C's you got at the end of that thick? Is that the 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 analysis there, Trainer, What is your stuck on for the week?
1: Well, actually, I kind of a new stuck now because now I'm just think, now I'm worried Brennan Armstrong is going to be the first pick in the NFL draft and have to be stuck with the Houston Texans. So now I'm worried.
0: I'm a little worried. <laughs> just a little worried. Uh,
1: minus, Peta Peta is coming after. Term bullpen. Oh, Dawson's all oh, I fire about this, up, this fire is Great.
0: Up. Wait, I'm so excited. <laughs> hold on a second. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Uh, yeah. Wait, Peta. Okay. Continue. <laughs> I'm sorry. Great. I'll let you finish before my brain. Sorry. sorry. I got excited.
1: I was like, nice, Graham. We're in sync. We're in sync. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Peta. Yeah. Uh, they want to. They're. They want to change the name of the bullpen because it's derogatory towards bulls, which mm-hmm. are uh, mammals, and they want to change it to the arm barn.
0: The arm barn isn't that an insult to pe- all the animals in the barn?
1: <laughs> That's a good point, Massey. Or you know, calling humans farm animals. Well, I guess they should be the things we're equivalent of farm animals. So yeah, that, I mean, it makes sense. I was that.
2: wondering what all the arms would have to say about that.
0: I know. What about my <laughs> arms? Can it be if it's in a barn? Am I in the arm barn, Dawson? Have you heard about this?
2: I have, I have, and I I I, I was thinking about fitting it in somewhere myself, um, and I and I figured I'd just bring it up organically. So I was super stoked. Um, I, I actually did a little research into like, well, where did the name bullpen come from? PETA's kind of picking their, like what it alludes to in their, from their perspective, which like essentially like a bullpen is where you keep cows, right. Or okay. bulls, which could be at a rodeo sure. or in just a pen on a ranch or at a slaughterhouse. Right. And there's some like old school theories about like, where did this name come from? Like back in the day when you were Heard you know bringing fans into stadiums like the fans that came late had to go into some roped off area and it was like herding cows in there and then the like pitchers would have to warm up near there so they called it the bullpen there's a bunch of old theories um but yeah it essentially is an allusion to like you know bulls waiting to be slaughtered in the slaughterhouse is what pete is picking on which is a bit of a reach if you look at the history of the name potentially <laughs> um but anyways it's pretty awesome the armbar will last, I think, forever now because it is pretty Honestly, hysterical. Honestly,
0: it's <laughs> sweet. The ar- I'm not in favor of like replacing it and calling right. a, bull- a bullpen like a four-letter word. But the arm barn is something that I think is... If if PETA would have done this without branding it PETA, I'd be like, yeah, let's call the arm barn. That's great. <laughs> well, Matt, instead,
2: yeah. instead of being like, he's going to the pen this time, it's like, he's going to the barn. I don't know. That's pretty
0: fun. I like all that of that. Yeah,
1: That's not bad. I feel like now I want to go to... A- the next baseball game we go to, I'm going to sit next to some old boomer and I'm, he's going to be like, "Who we got up in the bullpen?" I'll be like, "You mean the arm barn?" He's like, "What the hell?" Just say to me. Okay. You'd,
2: you'd be like, "Well, sir, that's the more um appropriate way to refer to the place where the pitchers <laughs> warm up."
0: You know, this, country, "This country's going to hell. I'm out of here." I'm out of here. I love it. Uh Dawson, what is your stuck on?
2: Oh, well, I've overlapped a number of things here. Stuck on was I've had many people over over the years tell me, you know, when when they see that I'm from Georgia and must be nice being... People will basically say, boy, it must be kind of nice to be an Atlanta Braves fan.
1: They've won Uh, so
2: much. And mm. um, I I cited some statistics earlier about, you know, the Braves making it to the uh, playoffs like 22 times in the last 30 years and only winning one World Series. And Essentially, like, it's a dynasty in its own right. Like, if you make the playoffs that at like 75% clip over a 30-year period, like... Kind of could be in, like, Dynasty category in a sense, but to only take one title in that time, you got a one out of 22. It's like you've seen a lot more losing than winning. How
0: about those? Okay. And so it
2: hurts. So I'm just stuck on that, and I just want people to know out there that if you meet a Braves fan on the street, they'll be like, oh, boy, you've won a lot in the last 30 years.
0: All right, give me don't give me the anecdote for the last ten years because I feel like some of the new people or not new people but uh, new to baseball or new to mm. fandom are like they've never heard of the Braves. They don't understand the historical the historical um, significance that the Braves had in baseball. And they're like, oh, kind of a smaller market team. Like I'm not that excited because it's not right, the right. Red Sox, Yankees, Astros, L A. Yeah. San Francisco. Yeah. So, what do you say to, say to them that are like, "Oh, the Braves fan they don't they don't have a lot of history though, because they, the recent history is more vacant than the if you expand it out to a thirty year view."
2: Well, that's also part of the problem with being a Braves fan is that as a Braves fan, you feel like you've been incredibly relevant in Major League Baseball for a long time now, but if you listen to the national media, the Braves are just always kind of second tier or third tier. It feels like they don't get the love, but in reality, even in the last ten years, shoot. We've made the postseason, gosh, at least half those years. So we're always relevant. We've been relevant for a long time. We've had like, I mean, in reality, we've only had like five bad seasons in the last 30 years. Okay. Or maybe. Like, because there's been some years we didn't make it, but we were close. And then we've had like a few crummy ones. So I don't know what to tell them. I mean, pay attention. <laughs> pay closer read a, attention.
1: Read a book. I mean, show them a picture of Bobby Cox in his, you know, manager uniform. wearing in a baseball uniform. Be Like, this was our best player back in the day. He took us to like 18 straight playoffs.
2: Not yeah, you show him a picture of Ted Turner, Bobby Cox, and then you show him a video of that commercial. Remember the commercial? Chicks dig the long ball, and it oh, was yeah. Greg. It was Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin. They were watching Mark McGuire drop bombs. Was an old Nike commercial, and basically the commercial was Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin who were like two spindly little nerds like working out, and then it shows them like hitting bombs at the end of the episode or the commercial, and some chick walks by, and they're like. Chicks dig the long ball, bro. And, uh, <laughs> Classic glad, commercial. it was glad. I mean, back then the Braves were getting the respect they deserved. That was like '96.
1: I know Chipper was.
2: Anyways,
0: something <laughs> I'm stuck on is the USC rumor mill. Have you all gotten into this at all? A
1: little bit. A little bit. Oh, for sure. It's my quote of the week. Oh, oh yeah.
0: Well, may- maybe maybe uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll maybe we'll dovetail it. But I love how Jeff Fisher, who's not coached a single quarter. Of college football is in the mix, like yeah, Jeff Fisher, Mike Tomlin, uh, who else? Uh, Pete Carroll. They probably are going to say here soon. They're just dropping all these flashy names so they get more pressure for their actual targets, probably like Luke Fickle out of Cincinnati or Matt Campbell at Iowa State. Like, I'm, I don't think I think Matt Campbell looks at that job and says, Nah, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, but I was just wondering. Uh, maybe maybe I'll allow you to take it from here. How funny it is that USC allows itself to release the rumor bills. And it just seems like a move done by the school itself to create buzz about this job that everyone seems to have forgotten exists.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I think kind of, I didn't hear the Jeff Fisher part, which would be amazing. I don't know if USC wants to go eight and eight. I think the Jeff Fisher would get fired for going eight and eight. So that would not really resonate well with USC boosters. I'm pretty sure the source of this was Carson Palmer kind of getting a little, a little over his skis as they say, talking about Mike Tomlin and him being a, a name of choice amongst the, the board of trustees for USC. And yeah, my, my quote was no booster has a big enough check for me to take a college job. by my Mike Tomlin loved it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Could
1: you, could you imagine
0: Mike Tomlin all of a sudden have to having to text kids on like, At night, like after practice, having to like send kids emojis to to recruits in high school—that is the most bizarre, like picture in my brain. I think Jeff Fisher is such a good coach that he'd be able to adjust. I don't know if he wants to, but the idea that Mike Tomlin's like, "Hey, buddy, saw your highlight reel. You look cool. Thumbs up emoji." It's like that would just that just Mike Tom does not seem like his style. Mike Tomlin seems like bring your lunch pail to work. I'll see you when you I'll see you when you get here. I'll be the last one to leave. And like that would be it. Like that's Mike Tomlin deals with professionals, not kids.
1: Yeah, he's and he, and he coaches for not only an NFL team, but an NFL team that's had three coaches in about forty years. So he's <laughs> on like a, a, a team that's not going to fire him. Whereas USC's churn through coaches like Kleenex the past decade. I don't see him want to make that jump. And Jeff Fisher's already gotten fired from an LA job. So
0: that's a good point. How many like the Pittsburgh Steelers have six Super Bowls? They're one of the most stable franchise in the league i'm thinking about the and dawson maybe you can add to this steelers ravens patriots do you know any better organizations off the top of your head those are the first three that come to mind mm. i mean new orleans has been stable because they found their golden boy and sean payton but that's only been of, of recent years um god
2: it's, it's hard yeah it's hard to come up with
0: I mean the 49ers ownership, I guess, is okay, but they've been rifling through coaches. Green Bay, of course. Oh, Green Bay, yeah. They've had like uh, three quarterbacks in the same span that Pittsburgh has had coaches. Yeah. So uh, like I uh, him leaving that job is just uh, what else did he say? He said, I don't want to I don't want to say never, but never gonna happen. He did. <laughs> he said, no No, he said never say never. But, but that's never, never gonna happen. Guess,
2: but never. <laughs> <laughs> which was great. He was. Te- he was. And he walked off. He walked off after it, didn't he? I think he did. Yeah.
1: He,
2: he was like, like, "I'm, I'm done, done with you people today."
1: Just, yeah. The clown. The clown questions are here. I'm gonna go do something else. Yeah.
0: James yeah. Franklin seemed distra- distracted by all the. Uh, he hired a new agent. He seemed distracted by all the uh, coaching carousel stuff.
2: He's going to USC, which I don't think is a great hire. But
0: I, I think, think James he's, Franklin's I think, going to LSU.
1: Yeah,
0: I think LSU now uh, too. Oh, uh, yeah. L- LSU has the biggest checks to write, the yeah. the most opportunity, and in the best conference. And I think LSU either gets James Franklin or Jimbo Fisher. <sighs>
2: <laughs> That'd be funny.
0: Did you see that that clip coming out of Texas A&M of all the the Aggies lighting up torches and wandering around with pumpkins on their head? They do the weirdest stuff down there. I am ready to declare Texas A&M a cult and some on some terrorist watch list. That's where I'm at with the Texas A&M fans.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think I, I you've seen the yell practice stuff. They're they're so strange. They're definitely cult-esque.
0: It's it's bizarre. Dawson, what is your stuck on?
1: Uh I think I already did stuff. I on. mean, I meant quote.
0: Uh, that's quote, what I meant. Yeah. I know uh, what's going on.
2: Sorry. <laughs> you think you already did stuff on me, <laughs> um, I uh, I read this quote. Uh, it totally out of context, and I'm hoping that y'all can pick it up. But I saw a quote from Tua, and I might botch it because I didn't look it up. But it said, I think it was, I don't feel not wanted.
0: Oh, my God. Which I think was in reference. <laughs> I think it was his
2: response to a reporter being like, you know, With all the talk about you getting sad again, like, which seems to be (laughs) weekly, like, is Tua going to play this week? That sounds
0: like a high (laughs) school breakup.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And so Tua said, well, I don't feel not wanted. Like, you're sad, Tua. (laughs) Sorry, bud. Anyways, it made me laugh. Uh, Made me feel sorry for the guy. Um, Tua's one of those guys, he's kind of like a quieter Tebow, you know, anymore to me. What Tebow. do you mean, like skill level wise? Well, he's got some Tebow-esque qualities and characteristics, which I think we all know the obvious ones because we're all derelicts. But um, secondly, I think <laughs> we all know that he's like I, I, I spe- get what you're saying right he's there. He's good football player and did special things on the college level, but then when he gets to the pro level, like, eh, it just kind of doesn't pan out. So there's like some some performance comparisons as well, and and I kind of feel sorry for the guy because it's like he was so hyped as a yeah. youngster and then he gets to the bigs and then eh, he what, just kind of falls apart.
0: I'll let you, I'll let you pick this up trainer. Cause I do have an opinion on Tua.
1: Oh yeah. I think it's, I think it's, I feel really bad for him. I think he's not gotten enough, enough time. Yeah. Uh, Fitzpatrick played a lot last year because they made the offense for Fitzpatrick. Then they ended up getting Tua and then it was awkward. They did the switcheroos back and forth. He hasn't even had a full season with the same offensive coordinator or the starting job. And now he's getting in trade rumors with a guy who has twenty-two lawsuits for you know sexual misconduct against him. It's not it's not a good look for the dolphins, and I feel bad for him as well. It's not his mm-hmm. fault.
0: I think I think you said I think you were you um made my point for me is that he hasn't had enough time. He's coming off major injury, and he's had a franchise that's been in the garbage can <laughs> since Dan Marino yeah. left. So like for him, for, and he's making some pretty good throws.
2: He is, he is playing pretty well.
0: He does yeah. have he does have some really dumb looking interceptions, and you see a lot of that on your highlight reel. But if you watch if you watch him during the Falcons game, or I guess that was last week, he had some throws where you were like, okay, this guy has some has some skill. He has a, a touch on the ball. He's not just rocketing it towards his receivers, trying to throw through the cornerbacks. He's getting them up and over and lofting him and and putting touch on it, and he's he just Miami just is not the place for him. I think there was a place for Tua in the NFL. I don't know where that is, but a little more stable of a franchise. I think he could be a better player.
1: Yeah. And sadly, the two places he's rumored to go, if there's a three person trade would be Washington or straight up would be Houston. So I I feel bad for him even more there, but yeah, he hasn't even gotten a full rookie season of starts yet. He hadn't even gotten to play with waddle for more than three games. I mean, like just, yeah, it's just absurd. Um, I
0: haven't. We haven't talked about this in a while, but uh, the the situation in Washington is kind of riveting. It's like it's like the worst thing. So the some of the emails get leaked, and a head coach loses his job on the Raiders. So what the hell are else in those emails that can possibly say that Dan Schneider still is? I mean, has to sell the team, right? Like the Carolina, the former owner of the Carolina Panthers got canceled due to some remarks that he made to a to a female coworker. What is going on in the Washington football team where the Congress is stepping in and saying, you have to release us the documents? Now Goodell's gonna keep keep his lips absolutely sealed until the last minute where he has to make a decision. But if Congress doesn't work at the speed of football, they're like, okay, you give us the documents and we'll decide what the hell is going on here. And everyone's like, "Oh yeah," they kind of forget about it as Washington continues its continues its uh, its um, season. But Congress doesn't work on a week to week basis. They they're like, "We have plenty to do. You get us the stuff, and we'll make mm-hmm. a decision." That is when the smoke has a lot of flames behind it.
1: Yeah, what? and like, yeah, Congress having more to do, <laughs> better things to do is a is an understatement, which is which is pretty ridiculous too. I mean. Yeah, it's insane. I, I don't. I yeah. I, I circling back. I'm kind of hoping there's a three way trade where Tua goes to the Panthers. Not to go backwards too much. That would be a good franchise for them. I know they've been in the Deshaun Watson talks. Maybe a three way trade gets done there. But yeah, Washington. I don't really understand like what what moves can be made and how much. I mean, I feel like it's just it's such a slow process this time. A slow burn when usually this stuff happens quicker. Getting removing these uh, these owners who have controversy
0: my go ahead uh, who's
2: the starting QB and oh yes Darnold 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 got Sam benched Darnold. last Sorry. week gotcha did he I didn't realize that. I knew we were doing too terribly well um I was just wondering who to his competition was over there in Carolina
0: um my quote yep. slash question of the week have y'all heard of this one this one quarterback that's doing pretty well in the ACC besides Brendan Armstrong his name's Kenny Pickett mm, yes
1: Oh Pittsburgh!
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. He lost to Western Michigan. That is the only loss. on I don't know Western Michigan, Eastern Michigan, Northern, Southern Western, Michigan.
2: Western. They got a good offense.
0: Um, they beat Cle- Clemson. They beat Clemson. Uh Further discussion we'll have is is this the end of Davo Sweeney? Um, his quote to the to the reporter, the sideline reporter, that said, "What do you think about this Clemson win, this historic win, or whatever?" He goes, "I'm going to have a cold one, and then we'll get ready for Miami." And I was like, "You know what?" I like you. I don't know anything about you, but those ten words or whatever it is, I like everything about that.
2: That sounds like something a guy named Kenny Pickett would say.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, could you ask more from from a from your quarterback trainer?
1: No, not at all. Best Pittsburgh quarterback since Dan Marino. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, interesting. Is he? A, and is he, He's in the draft for sure this season. Is that right? I feel
2: like he's been uh, there
1: for a few years.
2: Yeah, so I I think so. Because he's getting Heisman talk, I believe he will be, but I don't know where he is on the boards. I think he's coming up now, right? Like he's kind of starting to zoom yeah, up.
1: I don't, yeah, because like as as uh, Spencer Rattler has declined, picking has gone skyrocket in the stock.
0: Oh man, the uh, so that was the huddle. I think we have we have to get to some college football, and then with the time remaining, uh, just a little bit of college football, we'll get to our NFL slate. Each week, Trainer and I have four teams. Or at the beginning of the season, we pick four teams, and each week we go through the waiver wire. Trainer is just pedaling and trying to outmaneuver the whole system. His four teams are gross. Um, I am sitting high and high and dry with Bama, Cincinnati, Ohio State, who plays Penn State, who I believe is gonna Penn State is gonna lose by three touchdowns. CJ Stroud is so good. Ohio State's defense is figuring out, and number and I have Oregon who is slowly climbing their way back into relevancy as the Big Ten is about to eat itself alive. Trainer, on the other hand, is Oklahoma, favored by 20, 19 and a half against Texas Tech. UGA, which I think we should talk about, favored by 14 versus Florida. And then the game of the week, you have both Michigan and Michigan State who go head-to-head. In East Lansing, Michigan is favored by 4.5. I would like to let you go – wait, are you first or am I first? It doesn't matter. I'm Stan. So –
1: yeah i'm saying i want to i want to know dawson's opinion on my gross teams including georgia which massey tried to disguise by saying uga
0: gross pick gross pick (laughs) of georgia the number one team you
1: got
2: you got you have georgia minus 14 on that against florida yeah i don't know if that's spread that's the spread oh uh i mean a couple things there um obviously i think I mean, I, I could go deep, but I, I Let's think go the quick deep, and dude, short. You of got it. it, is, it you is, got uh, it. This mic is yours. I think Georgia is um, is just clearly the better team this year. Um, I think that we're starting to. I feel like, and this is not as just a Georgia fan, but I think that the Dan Mullen shine. Yes, I hope yes that we can it. completely buff just 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 throw dirt and grime on it and just yeah. knock the shine completely off because the guy. He's just kind of been so so everywhere he's been. He's a good coach, supposedly. He's a good offensive mind, <laughs> supposedly. But let's be honest. Kirby has his know. number, not last year, notwithstanding. That there was some other there's some factors there that you uh-huh. know people don't account for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Um, of course. But of Kirby course. has had his number. So that 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 minus fourteen I would take. Um now with that said, it's a rivalry game, blah, blah, blah. It's a neutral site. Who's so gonna play know.
0: quarterback for Georgia? It doesn't matter. <laughs> i love
2: doesn't that matter. attitude doesn't matter what happens
0: bit. when jt James get healthy this is the the looming question <clears throat> that everyone is ignoring about georgia and that is their offensive uh chemistry and their ability to have explosive plays mm. and their running game is
2: upper, yeah, it's upper a, mid-tier yeah it's terrible it's like the number 13 scoring offense in the country out of like 150 teams it's just terrible and um
0: and um <laughs> so you
2: know good. so what do we need to do to get better golly uh, I don't know, man. With the, 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 it's the classic case of the ceiling is potentially higher mm-hmm. with JT. Uh, I think the floor is similar, right? Like, like yeah. we we kind of got a basis. I don't think we're going to get worse, uh, but but could the ceiling be higher with JT? That's the that's the question. Now, with that said, Stetson's getting the job done. The mailman, the smoothest bro in all of college football, just dropping a chopper in on the sidelines in garbage time, mm-hmm. just waving to all mm-hmm. the ladies in the stands, oh, all yeah. five. Everyone thinks he's like 5'8". I swear he's 5'11 and a half. Um,
1: <laughs> said every person so, that's 5'8 in their life.
2: So, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, I honestly more than ever feel like I prefer JT Daniels because I think the offense could be way more explosive okay. just with his – With his arm strength, and I don't know. I just feel like the coaches are more willing to open it up with him in the game. Um, But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think old Stetson's doing pretty well.
0: All right, let's go with this scenario. Dan Mullen starts Anthony Richardson the whole game versus Georgia.
2: Uh, Not that concerned. All right. Frankly, Uh, he's a big dude, he's very athletic. Um, I think that LSU put some good tape out there. And I think put out the we, blueprint? They put out the blueprint. <laughs> um, we gotta watch them take, you know, they don't have the receivers they had last year, so we'll be fine. All but right. They're not gonna beat our linebackers over the middle.
1: love it. That was that was going deep with Dawson.
0: I liked everything about that. Um the
1: segment. So the, I think uh Go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm thinking a funny image of in New York City at Radio City music hall. It's Brendan Armstrong and the entire Georgia defensive line standing, and it's like, who's gonna win the Heisman? There's like five massive dudes and Brennan Armstrong waiting to hear whose name is going to be called. Um, but when it comes to the game of the week, yeah, Michigan number six uh, at number eight, Michigan State. I have both teams. I have a monopoly, as they say here. And I'm you know just going to drop the loser next week for Wake Forest, and everything's going to be fine with me because I still have Georgia.
0: I th- who who do you think's going to win this game, Dawson? Do you have any any feel for for the the pulse of Michigan this game? Michigan
1: State?
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like Michigan's the better team. Why do you, um,
0: like, I, I just do I, I look at them and I see the same team. So, I, someone's yeah. going to have to talk me out of who is better or who I think, is not. I, I
2: think it's just a Jimmy's and Joe's kind of thing. All right. Now, with that said, I have a bias towards Mel Tucker, the coach of Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Is he a better coach than Harbaugh? Well, shoot. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. really I, might be. I don't think Harbaugh has so, won, won this game
0: know. in a while. I think Harbaugh loses to his rivals, especially when the con- the consequences are high. He even loses to his rivals when the consequences are low Michigan has benched their quarterback, like at the last three games, they can't pass and Michigan state's pass defense is their weakness. So it's like, it's hard for me. They both have good ground games. I Mm would take the under in in this game by a mile, but I just don't think Harbaugh can, can do it. There's nothing about me or nothing about Harbaugh has convinced me that he can win the big one. I think he trips up and stumbles every single time. So I, on the road, I like Michigan State.
2: Yeah, I I, I guess my other th- I think Michigan State uh, is is the team that should have probably lost a game this year okay. or so. So all that right. says to me that maybe there it's it's not all real for them. Does that make sense? Like I, I record's understand not as saying. real as Michigan's. So for what it's worth, I'm think Michigan's a better team for what. I, but I think the grits in Michigan State. I don't know.
1: I agree. I think there's the there's the Spider Man meme of Michigan Michigan State pointing at each other where it's like you know we're, the, we're we're mirroring each other we're the same team Michigan State has the home field advantage obviously Harbaugh chokes under pressure against Big Ten rivals, um yeah I'm I I can't make a move I want to make a ballsy move and drop Michigan and be like yeah home team Michigan State my Spartans but yeah I'm gonna stick I'm gonna stay stay uh, stand pat this week
0: all right all right so there's another top 10 uh top 25 game old miss at auburn old miss six and one they've lost to bama led uh by lane kiffin and the quarterback matt corral auburn did not see them being five and two with a loss to penn state when penn state was at their best before their injury to uh uh their quarterback and they've lost to georgia which you know as uh, everyone does as as <laughs> I like how bitter – I like how the optimism of Georgia fandom has turned to bitterness and he's like, get out of my way. I love everything about that. Bo Nix is not looking like Bo Nix of old. Brian Harrison seems to have harnessed Bo Nix and he's making, let's say, 80% of the correct reads. The ball might not get there and it might be off target, but he's not throwing it to the other team. Do you have any opinion or have you just dominated Auburn and you're on to the next guy?
2: Yeah, this is a coin toss to me. I could see it going either way. Auburn's Uh, favored
0: by two and a half at home, which is is basically a coin toss. Ole Miss
2: is beat up. A lot of injuries. Uh, Bo Nix has definitely been doing his best poor man's Johnny Menzel this year. Um, And, I mean, as much as I hate the place, old Jordan Hare gets rocking for a ranked team coming to town. You never know what's going to happen. Massey can speak to that more than anyone else in this room.
0: I've been to it. uh, I watched Virginia beat Auburn and Jordan Hare. So there you go yeah it was it was pretty quiet then
2: yeah they didn't care about virginia so they lost so
0: they lost yeah well that was when they had tiki and Ronde barber that was pretty sweet oh, not gonna lie yeah, is pretty that, sweet is
1: that, the, is that the bo jackson era when was that <laughs> that's
0: a long, long, long time ago uh you have any any uh, opinions on this game before we move to the nfl slate
1: no, no, the only other one, I know you're dismissing Penn State, but that's the other top twenty-five game because you love um your boy CJ Stroud. Hopefully Penn State makes this a game, but yeah, that Illinois loss was pretty pretty hilarious. Eight overtimes <laughs> and they kept the under by a wide margin. That's just that's just Big Ten football for you. Yeah, it's I great hit. SEC defense, you know, great SEC game if the defenses are, you know, keeping the game under 20 for each team.
0: The Illinois quarterback had like 38 passing yards yeah. in that game. I yeah. don't understand what. What happened?
2: I didn't really at the time. I think it really finally hit me. I was just glad that the under hit because I bet that. But uh, that's the only time I will ever in my life sweat the under <laughs> into over not overtime number nine.
0: All, yeah, okay. <laughs> that can
1: is
2: we the only time? Can we briefly that we'll discuss, ever happen. Yeah,
0: can we briefly discuss the <laughs> overtime rules? And are, are we fans of it? Was it just poorly executed this game because the offenses were so bad? Is that going to be an ex- Is this an exciting version of overtime, or is the pendulum swung? too much in the conservative direction saying we just need to have two-point conversions after the third overtime or whatever it is. Like, do we want to bump that back to the fourth overtime or the fifth overtime? Like what, what, trainer, I'll start with you. What is your opinion on the overtime rules of college football right now?
1: I liked it. I actually happened to accidentally be watching this overtime. I didn't watch any of the game, but I happened to pop it on for the beginning. I was like, oh, an overtime game. I'll watch this. Like Penn State. There, uh, we had talked about Brett Bielema, the coach, making fun of his whole team. So they rose to the occasion and told him to go F himself by beating Penn State at home, which was sweet. It was kind of like watching little kids play Red Rover, where they just keep running into arms and just being like, oh, I can't score. Oh, I can't score. <laughs> and I thought it was pretty entertaining, actually, because they just kept, in, in a funny way, it was just so much, it was kind of accidental comedy.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. like I like the comedic value, Dawson. Your your thoughts? No, I appreciate the entertainment
2: value factor, but then you got to you know I think what you run into is the argument between the uh, the football traditionalists yep yep and the in the uh, the TV revenue producing aspect of it right. So like the traditionalists are anti. It was great for TV revenues, right? Like every between every two point conversion, throw like five commercials on, right? Oh, so. oh I, was, I was like, I was trying to piece <laughs> that together in my head. Like, like boom, we are banking dough on this game. Um, but from a football standpoint, like the pure, ass, you know, football. What's this team made of? What's the full capacity of this team? Like, just two point conversions doesn't really get that across. So you play four quarters, and then it's like penalty
1: kicks in soccer. Yeah, I, it was the it was the bullpen guys versus the arm barn guys, precisely. Yeah.
0: Can there be both? Can we find a happy mix of the bullpen armbar, armbar guys in, in college football? College football is the most e- – I didn't even realize the rules had been changed. I didn't but either. College, <laughs> college football overtime is the most electric overtime in all of sports, in my opinion. Um, Or the, the version that we had before we saw Illinois-Penn State.
2: Yeah. I yeah. like the old exactly. version.
0: Yeah, me too. Trainer, the NFL slate. Give it give it to us. All I know is the Bucs are favored four and a half at the Saints, and Jameis Winston is okay.
1: Most most electric overtime in all of sports, except when Virginia beats Texas Tech. That's right. In overtime. That was an
0: electric overtime.
1: Anyway, yeah, NFL slate. How much time do we have?
0: Uh, you're rocking with about three minutes.
1: Oh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah, so I actually was gonna do NFL preseason storylines into now but we'll just skip we'll skip straight to the to the uh the slate here we got the Reese's instead of Batman's I went with Halloween candies we got Mm -hmm. Reese's the Reese's tier we got Tampa Bay and New Orleans so we can start with your game Tampa Bay favored by four and a half on the road Jameis is finally getting his revenge game he's got Mark Ingram by his side big trust um I like the Saints to cover this
0: really I think I do rounds
1: out out. but Gronk's back but I, I yeah I like New Orleans to cover
0: I just hate that I wished, I was so ready to be like, yeah, welcome to the NFC South, Tom Brady, and he moved in. My Hall of Fame quarterback retired, and he wins the Super Bowl, and they were favored to go 17-0 and this season. I was like, crap, this is going to be bad. Um, I After watching New Orleans play Seattle, I, it was, I know it was messy, and it was on the road, and, we, and the Saints ended up getting the victory, but it was like this offense looks one-dimensional and is going to be tough tough to convince a a defensive coordinator if they can just double coverage Alvin Kamara in the flat they won't get a win
1: yeah I mean it's fair it's totally fair Kamara was like yeah the the entire part of the game if they take him away who knows I wish I don't think Michael Thomas is going to be back you know what inspired me was what Dan Campbell did for Jared Goff last week he was kicking onside kicks he was having fun he was giving Jared Goff that that love that he wanted to like show him show his ex team that he had something in him i think everybody's gonna get up for Jameis here and they're gonna yeah they're gonna make this a game that's why I, that's why i feel that way
0: dawson
2: i was just gonna say i mean you never know with Jameis, right precisely so it's a coin it's a <laughs> coin flip really <laughs> all right, you got a <laughs> like 50, 50 50 chance they cover
0: all right. <laughs> Jameis, straight up
1: second there, garbage so you know they're they're saying there's a chance
0: all right all right Trenton, what, what uh what else you got
1: uh, Reese's. Uh, we got Dallas at Minnesota. Dallas and Minnesota both coming off their bye. We got uh, Kirk Cousins walking into the Tray, Trayvonavirus. It's a Trayvon Diggs. He's going to get picked off three times. Cowboys prevail.
0: What is the spread on this
1: game? Two and a half Minnesota.
0: I and. What is the rumor mill about Dak Prescott not not playing? What do, what do I know about it, anything about that? I know nothing games, about it. What do you know about it?
1: It's gamesmanship. They're trying to get them to prepare for the backup.
0: And do you also have that JMU backup?
1: <laughs> uh, sure. I don't know who our backup is. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> is it Joe if, Flacco?
0: <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Maybe. Is that Minnesota defense really that good?
1: No, I don't think so. I don't yeah. think it's that good. I don't either.
0: All right. Any, anybody else in the Reese's here?
1: Uh, not in the Reese's tier. We got the Milky Way tier. We got Pittsburgh at Milky Cleveland. Milky Way, gross. Good old, the good, you know, the bite size. Uh, the good old uh, Steelers Browns rivalry. Hopefully Baker's back. But Case Keenan ran a pretty admirable offense last Thursday against a, a good Broncos defense. I think this one will be good. Uh, Cleveland favored by two and a half at home. They're going to get Nick Chubb back. Speaking of the Bulldogs, uh, Tennessee at Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Carson Wentz is playing a little bit better. Indianapolis is making the AFC South. Somewhat of a two man race, Indianapolis favored by two and a half at home, and the what? last one, New England on the road at the Chargers. Uh, Chargers favored by four. Either, yeah, I'll, I'll pitch it to you guys. If you want to break down one of those two games?
0: Um, I think it's worth looking at um, the Tennessee uh, Colts game because people have been just doubting Tennessee and they have been, mm-hmm. been putting up numbers. And Derrick Henry leading the charge. Like what? What more does Tennessee have to do to convince the the NFL world that they're a contender?
2: Sheesh! I don't know. I mean, I guess shut everyone out on defense. Maybe um, yeah, that's man. what it looks like. It's everyone's kind of doubting that defense, which has been meh. It's been okay. Looked good against Buffalo last week, at least. But they scored. That offense, I think, isn't getting the love they deserve. You know what I mean? I think that's kind of the Tennessee thing right now.
0: Is Julio Jones healthy for Tennessee? I feel like he's been pretty quiet.
2: Uh, I think he's kind of typical Julio the last bunch of years, sort of quasi-healthy.
0: He's he's always got something going on with his lower extremities, yeah. like feet, toes, knees, yeah. hamstrings.
2: But between Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown, they seem like a pretty unstoppable force right
1: now.
0: The fact that A.J. Brown played through po- food poisoning makes me think that he might be the, the toughest guy ever. Damn. I could not imagine. You?
1: Yeah, Chipotle butt burn—that's gonna to be tough on the on the football field. Um, I, mean,
0: I could have told him that. Don't eat Chipotle before the game.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I'd say putting away Indianapolis at, on the road at Indianapolis would definitely make them more of a contender, where they can just say, "Hey, we're the front runners in this division." Um, yeah, I mean, Julio's got that Q next to his name as usual in the fantasy world. Questionable, but I think he's gonna play finally, and you know, hopefully they'll they'll rise to the occasion. Tennessee will prove that they're great. And then the last tier I've got, the circus peanuts, or if people give you vegetables or fruit when you're trick-or-treating, Yikes. would be the tier here. Uh, you guys ever had circus peanuts before? Remember mm, those things? Pretty good. Disgusting. Somewhat? Disgusting. <laughs> uh, oh, really? They're like peeps. They're the peeps of Halloween. Uh, Philadelphia at Detroit. Philadelphia favored by three and a half on the road. Jacksonville at Seattle. Love that Seattle is in the doo-doo tier two weeks in a row.
0: Um. What is up with Seattle? Why are I mean? Besides Russell Wilson being out, they seem absolutely hapless. Like you saw, mm. Case Keenum go on the road and actually put up some numbers and, and have himself a game and understand the game plan. Can this squarely be pinned on Geno Smith?
1: I mean, a little bit. The defense, Jamal Adams, has not really been who he was supposed to be as an elite safety, and I, I don't think you know it's not the old you know Bobby Wagner's old. The defense is not like what it you know not the the Seattle the Legion of Boom from the past and. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty much, you know, Smith. I think if Russell Wilson comes back in, he can get the ball to Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. So, I mean, also um, Chris Carson's been injured. So they've just been pretty banged up. I feel like is a better team than their record because of injuries. But, you know, two and five is you are, your, you are who your record says you are, as Bill Parcells once said.
0: Pete Carroll, USC, you heard it here first. Uh sports fans, that is all the time we have. Download the podcast wherever podcasts are available. Jeff Bezos, get back to us. Um, Dawson, I'm on the bandwagon. Yep. So the Braves, I'm I'm I've been watching. I've been paying close attention.
1: Gotta be George or the Braves? Both. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. George the Braves I don't know. Dawson's oh, got, got a it.
1: little different
0: venom about his uh Georgia Bulldogs than he has in years past, so I'll have to match it when we uh, see each other in Atlanta. All right, guys, that's it. That's all.